The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the third chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. Do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's no secret that I love being from Boston. After four and a half years of living here, I still wear my Red Sox hat everywhere, and I got them for all of my kids. I have a little little miniature Fenway Park in my church office, and recently, thanks to Pete Lafferty, had these paintings of street scenes from Beacon Hill in the heart of historic Boston with the, red, with the red brick townhomes and cobblestone streets. You come to my office, you are in Boston. <laughs> but when I'm really jonesing for Boston, what I like to do most is watch movies that are set in Boston, like Mystic River, The Departed, The Town, Goodwill Hunting, and those films just north of Boston, The Perfect Storm, Finest Hours, and The Fighter, all of which I highly recommend. Actually, when we were living up there, they filmed Goodwill Hunting just blocks away from where we were living at the time, though we didn't get to see Matt Damon or Ben Affleck. But it's always neat to see places that you've been to in the movies, isn't it? And it's nice to hear, for me, that familiar Boston accent, even if some of the actors can't quite pull it off. And in addition to providing a bit of nostalgia for me, these movies have much more in common than just their location. Each of them, in their own way, addresses the same question, and that is whether people can transcend their past, their tough neighborhoods or traumatic experiences, cycles of abuse and violence, family dysfunction, all the hard things that life can throw at us. The movies ask, can a mediocre boxer from a dysfunctional family become a champion? Can an abused kid find love and happiness? Can childhood friends transcend terrible tragedy? Can a drug addict turn his life around? Can a community break generations-long cycles of violence? Can they realize a new destiny? These movies are mixed in their answers. Some, like The Departed and Mystic River, are pessimistic. They conclude that you can't that the gravitational pull of our past never lets us escape, that we are destined to repeat history while simultaneously being unraveled by it. Other movies like The Fighter, Goodwill Hunting, The Town hold out hope for redemption. They conclude that, yes, we can transcend these things and discover who we truly are and live our lives as they were meant to be. And I think of all these movies together today, not only because it feels and looks like Boston outside, but because that's the question that's called forth on this occasion of the baptism of our Lord. 
For baptism itself is a matter of destiny and identity. We hear in Matthew's gospel today how Jesus came to the Jordan River to be baptized by John and how at first John refuses to baptize him. John knows that Jesus is greater than he is, that Jesus is the one that he's been preparing the way for. He knows that he's not even worthy to untie Jesus' sandals, let alone baptize him. He tells Jesus, you should be baptizing me, not the other way around. And of course, Jesus knows this too, but he insists and says that it's God's will that it should be done. And so Jesus submits to John's baptism. And this is a big deal and really quite scandalous because John and others knew that Jesus was the Messiah, destined to wield great power, and he does, but not as the people expected. His power is demonstrated in the gentle strength that we hear described in Isaiah. It says he will not raise his voice. A bruised reed he will not break. A dimly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will lift up the lowly, heal the sick, and resurrect the dead. And God's soul will delight in him. And so the beginning of Jesus' public ministry at 30 years old, which this baptism marks, begins with a kind of plot twist, with a change in destiny, or at least the destiny that people had predetermined for Jesus. His destiny was one of submission, born out of strength and love, both to John at the river, but then also to the world, slings and arrows and violence and hate, and to the cross in order to redeem and save it all. As Luke wrote in Acts, they and we put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day. You see, baptism alters the trajectory of our lives, whether we are infants or adults or even the Messiah. It's where our stories shift, where our plots twist, and where our lives are put on a new course. At baptism, we're given a new name, God's Beloved. To the title sinner with which we come into the world, We are given the title of saint. Lutherans believe we are sinners and saints at the same time. We're given a new family, the community of faith. We're given a new story, one that's not destined to end in death, but in resurrection and eternal life. Our lives are given an arc, a meaning, a purpose, a mission. And we're given the gift of the Holy Spirit. Baptism opens the possibility, the hope, the invitation to a new life with God. Our past is still our past and always will be. Our family is still our family and always will be. But no longer do they have to define us. No longer must they doom us. We can transcend them. And this is one of the reasons, staying on the movie theme for just a moment, that I think Star Wars is so popular and enduring with the latest Star Wars movie, Rogue One, coming out just before Christmas. And of course, I was there on opening night Those movies, from the originals with Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader to the newest ones with heroines like Rey and Jen Erso, are all about how destinies are chosen, shaped, resisted, or embraced, the tension between the dark side and the light, different paths that we might take, who we might become. We experience the same struggles in our own lives, which is why it resonates. We just don't have the cool lightsabers and blasters. But no matter our age or what we do, we ask and revisit these questions over and over again. What am I here on this planet to do? 
How am I making the most of my gifts and abilities? What brings me and others joy? How do I build on the legacy of previous generations or try to avoid their mistakes? What legacy will I leave behind? These are often the kinds of questions that we revisit at the beginning of a new year and that make for the best kinds of New Year's resolutions, not just to go through life on automatic pilot, but to approach it with intention and purpose, and best we can, to live out our vocations or avocations in a way that give us and the world new life. It may be that what you do for your daily work is exactly your calling, what you are meant to do and where your gifts lie. Or maybe you find outlets for your calling outside of work, in service and volunteering, creating beauty, nurturing relationships, furthering learning and knowledge, providing healing and caring. Maybe your passions and calling have gotten a little lost in the rush of life and the passage of time. Maybe you've lost sight of it altogether. In any case, author Frederick Buechner gives us a good barometer and starting point to consider these questions. Buechner defines a calling like this. He says, the place, he says, the place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. The place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meets. Do you know that place? Do you get there regularly? How do you plan to get to that place this year? Has it changed for you? How might you help others discover what that place is for them? You know, sometimes we go long stretches without remembering that in our baptism we have been chosen and named beloved children of God with a new story and a new destiny. We remain stuck in our stories rather than living into the story that God is writing for us. We live in our past rather than living into the future that God has in store. That God wants so much more and so much better for our world and so much more and so much better for us. God's given us everything we need, but we forget. We turn away. We think we know better and we can do it ourselves. We persist in remaining stuck in that same old story, with that same old title of sinner, even when we've been given the name and God sees us as saints. The baptism of Jesus shows us that the world can be a better place and that we can be and we are better people than we often sometimes behave. Our baptisms and the gift of the Holy Spirit say that we can help to make that happen for the world and for each other. For we've been baptized in the same waters of Jesus. We've been baptized into his baptism, <laughs> baptized into his death and resurrection. We, like Jesus, must face the world's hate and evil with compassion and faithful strength, the strength of our love and God's love. We who know ourselves to be God's beloved must live into God's new story of love and mercy. We are called to love the world, to love it enough to speak truth to it, to love it enough to transform it. And I can't help but think this is exactly what Jesus did. He made himself into a divine and human shield for us to save us from ourselves, from our worst instincts and tendencies, from our sad, same sad, tired, and destructive stories. 
God wants to write a new story for us and in us and for the world. In the waters of baptism, God gives us a new story and a new future and a new destiny that is filled with hope. And today, the baptism of our Lord, the beginning of a new season of epiphany as the light of Christ grows and grows and shines into the world, today is a day to reclaim that destiny and our baptismal calling, to let the love and light of God fill us and flow through us into our world. Amen.